I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is brought to you by our other podcast, The Pop Test. If if you like this, imagine if it was different. Oh. Imagine if, <laughs> imagine if me and Andy did a show like this, but it was nothing like this in that it was mm. really written, and we had researched yes. a scientific topic, and then we had summarized had it. Had three guests. And then we had three yep. guests on to come and riff on the topic. Two are comedians, and one's a scientist. Oh, what? Does that sound like fun? Well, why not get the podcast that's headed straight to the top ten in the Australian comedy Apple co- podcast charts, which, are, <laughs> which Two in the Think Tank has never made it to. You you know what I I we we got we got a lot of listeners. You're all dead set legends. We Th- ask you for a lot. We demand a lot of you every single time you mm-hmm. listen to this show. It is hard work, yeah. and we appreciate that. And I'm sorry to do this, but I've got to ask for one more thing, which is that even if you've never reviewed this podcast, okay, s- stop what you're doing now <laughs> and go and. Rate and review the pop test, <laughs> and and that's 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 all we need. And then you never have to listen to the pop test. You never have to listen to this ever, ever again. Feel free. We should go our separate ways. Feel, that's all we need. Feel free to download some episodes and listen to them. You'll you'll learn a bunch, and it'll be a springboard <laughs> for your knowledge uh, for the future and for knowing more about lots of other things. There's, there you go. That's that's good. That's a great. That's a that's that's a much more self esteem positive way of approaching what I'm asking. Them and to you do. can also well done. And if there. and if you really uh, want to, you can also get tickets for our show Teleport at the Melbourne Comedy Festival in April. And that's if you just Google Teleport and Comedy Festival, that should come up. <laughs> or it's Comedy. <laughs> I'm a big guy. Look at me. Wearing a big shirt. In the drinking tea. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you can tell already, but we're not in the same room once again. You know, lockdown has come again to Melbourne, yeah. and it is the season to be to be separated. Our, you know, it was hubris. It was hubris mm. for us to live almost normally for a few months there. Yeah. And then to enjoy our lives. And then we you know, we we got too cocky and yeah. and then of course a leak of the UK variant came out of our quarantine. Mm. But we were too cocky to think that we yes. could have a quarantine in the most populated city of Australia. But isn't it isn't it like Australia to look to old bloody old England for our variant mm. to get a UK variant? Yeah. Because ultimately, it's still the mother country, as far as I'm concerned, and God save the. Queen. I call it the Wu Khan variant. <laughs> do, do, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you put UK inside Wuhan. Yeah, Is that what's I just happened made there? Wu Khan. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that's perfect. That works great. Thank you. You know, there's a, there's a song um, by uh, Pete Seeger and also by the, uh, covered by the birds mm. that's, um, uh, what is it called? It's called Turn, Turn, Turn. And it has this, it's got this like, into everything there is a season, turn, turn, turn. And then they list all these different things that there's a time for, a time to build up, a time to break down, a time to do this, a time to do that, you know, all different things. And then in there, it's like a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. And that line always to me, I was like, that's just like, that's a really weird thing. To put it into a song. It's like, when is there a time to refrain from embracing? Well, business, it happened. Business meetings? It's a, yeah, and, and, and that too. All right. What, what, there needs to be a, what was, an impre- a pro- we need to invent a professional embrace. Wait, you need to hmm. invent a what? A professional embrace, you know, like the handshake, but like a a more professional version oh, of a hug. I think that's what the hand the handshake is. It's a professional embrace. Well, I think I think a professional embrace would be sort of both hands. You know, you sort of approach somebody with both your arms out wide. Yeah, that's okay. that's the Oprah and hug. And then you grasp, <laughs> then you grasp their hands. Yeah. Okay. You don't wrap them around. Yeah, that's each the other. Oprah hug. Your arms around one, and then you shake them up and down. Yeah, that's the Oprah hug. Is that the Oprah hug? <laughs> okay, you're literally describing. I thought that was like a which which I think she did so so that she didn't have to get too close to all her guests. And I think what you're describing is is the Oprah hug, Andy. You've you've invented no, the okay. Oprah hug. Well, thank you. It's, I mean, it's the business it's, embrace. She's a businesswoman. It's woman. wonderful to be on the same page. The same um, page I mean, of in, O magazine. Uh, yes. <laughs> How is that going? I hope that I hope that's working out for her. I think it's that going empire. I I'm happy for her. I think once um, once you hit uh, the billions, I think it's hard to to go down because she got a billion. Has she got a billion? Yeah, I think she's a billionaire. Do you she's cracked a cool bill. Yeah, she's definitely yeah, cracked a bill. Right. I wonder if Bob Dylan's got a billion dollars. Well, didn't he just? I wonder he, if he's the. F- he just sold his catalog for like hundreds of millions. That's yeah. Take you close. Yeah, and he's you know he's been he's been performing since forever. Yeah, and he's still got all the rights to all this other music. And what does he do? He just I think he just sits and draws and stuff. Uh, yeah, and he you know he tours a lot. Yeah, I know, but, but that's he does, money he making. does his weird art. That's, yeah. that's money making. I'm saying that he, I imagine he doesn't spend that oh. much money. <laughs> he buys really expensive pencils. Does, <laughs> yeah, I'm a real sucker for a pencil, a good pencil. Um, yeah, folk folk rock billionaire. Sounds good, doesn't it? Mm, I like First that. Folk, folk rock billionaire. Is that the name of a band, do you think? The folk rock billionaires? Yeah. Yes. Why is yes, that it sound is. so... Why does that sound so familiar? Folk rock you know, billionaire. Some some millionaire? What's that thing? Oh, yeah, you're right. Slumdog millionaire. Slumdog millionaire. Folk rock <laughs> mil- billionaire. That's what it is. Yeah. Um anyway, that's that's Any, that's not getting us anywhere. Um my business embrace. I mean, Oprah had already I think done there that. Is, I think there is a there is something in a folk rock billionaire. Like yeah, I think you know somebody who 
is, I mean, it's just like, because the whole thing with folk rock is that you're just playing the old songs. You're not changing them. You're, you know, mm. like you're supposed to, you know, you're, you're from the people. And I think it changes something. It's like when you see Seinfeld now on stage, he's an everyman, but he's not like every man now because he's rich. Mm. Mm. Um, yep. I, you know, he's, and, and Bob Dylan, he did sing a lot about, you know, early on, he sang a lot about the dispossessed and the downtrodden. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's like you said, you know, you on when we were on Book Cheat recently, that <laughs> writing books for the working class is a great business decision. Yeah. Because there's just, uh, yeah, writing books that are on the side of the poor makes a lot of sense because there are so many of them. And rich people don't buy more copies of the same book. No, you would have to. You would just have to sell one really expensive book. I suppose that's what it is. Yes, you know, writing a book, <laughs> writing a book for the billion billionaire class, but it really is just a book, and then they can fight mm-hmm. over it. Like they can sort of try to outbid each other for it. That that would be how you do it. You turn the book into a piece of art. Well, that's, that's a great idea because a, a book is a work of art and the problem is that people release lots and lots of copies of them, which devalues that's it. That's right. Lots of prints. But if you write a really good book, like a painting by, you know, um, bloody Van Gogh, yeah, then you should just make one copy and... Yeah, let it be. Let it cost millions and millions of dollars. Let's sell it. Sell it at auction. I guess what you could do throughout and, as a writer career is that you could try to mm. write n- numerous books, right? And then yes. you get somebody who is a professional reviewer to review these books mm. for them. You pay. I guess you pay them money, whatever. But you want you want a full on, real, uh, you know, review, critical yeah. opinion until you find. Yes. You've written the the perfect book, aimed at the billionaire yep. class, and then yep. you release it as a one off, one copy. Printing mm. costs will be so low. Yeah, that's the great thing about mm. it. Yeah, there's so much profit here. It's all it's all profit. You could it's all profit. You could hand bind it. No, they probably won't like that. They, they'll probably mm. you know billionaires will probably need a book lined with human skin or whatever. It'll need to. Yeah, That's something special, but and you can do that. Well, you could still you could still hand bite hand bite it with your own skin or something like, or somebody else's skin. If you were doing it with your own skin, you'd have to probably probably use ass skin or leg skin or something like that. Which mm. it's it's such a hairier skin. <laughs> uh, I mean, it'll be great in the future when we can just grow human skin in the lab. Yeah, and uh, we can we can have everything bound well, in human skin. You'll be able to have a couch that's human skin leather, human. and it'll be ethical. Yeah. It's ethical human. Well, I think they already do that with by growing baby foreskins that have been cut off. They use the stem cells to grow. Foot, uh, like I think with one foreskin, you can grow like three football fields worth of skin. That's great, and then they use that to cover football fields. Well, do they? I don't know if they make foot foot. Fo- uh, Leather football fields. <laughs> I think they should. Yeah. I think foreskin leather I mean, football fields. But I mean, the ball, I think, is made out of le- leather. And to think if you made a ball, a football, out of a football mm. stick, you know, fo- like out of the leather, 
It's a recycled mm. leather football stadium. Mm. Now suddenly, uh, there's recycling involved. Yes, and, and something that already was ethical is now through mm. the roof. Even more ethical. Yeah, it's. I, it's it would be incredible how ethical this could get because we're already feels like we're just getting started, or we're already two levels ethical. Does it get more and more ethical the more you, the more recycled foreskin footballs you use? Well, think about it. You know, like think about all the materials you're saving on what the other footballs are normally getting made. You know, like like your look sentences aren't coming out clean right now, but um, <laughs> think you know. I think that that is another level of eth- ethicalness when mm. you. Mm. When you at first you were just making a football stadium made out of human leather, right? But yeah. then you were like, well, actually, we could use some of this football stadium human leather to make some of the footballs that will be playing the football matches here. So, so all those balls, maybe six balls that you be, you have, maybe mm. they would have been made with other materials. So you're saving those materials of things that you're not even making. That's great. Yeah. Now, is this skin that we've made the floor of the football stadium, uh, have, is it alive? And if it came from a pubic region, does it need to be mown, um, you know, with uh, a sort of a... I think if it's forced. Is there a sort of a manscaping I, thing that needs to take place? Um, because I I don't have a foreskin, I don't know this, but does the foreskin get very hairy? I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Strictly is it sort speaking, of, is it sort of like the the mouth of a no, uh, of a of a <laughs> a muscle? Um, you know, mm. like you know, like that. You know, the muscles, like the like a clam. You know, yeah. they've got that little yeah. got got that little bit of hair, little bit of hair sticking out that you pull out. Got that, and that little opens stylish it up. little muscle muscle soul patch. Does that do? Do foreskins have that so that you can open it? Is yeah. it like an unzipping thing? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mine has that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it 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 has a little. It has that little tab on the side, like you get on a baby bell cheese, and you peel it all the way around, <laughs> and then it comes off. Um, no, this is disgusting. I'm sorry. I don't feel good talking about it. Um, um is that a sketch idea? <laughs> I don't know, Andy. The the I mean, we've talked about covering other things in human skin, but I uh, you know I think an all leather football field is something. I think, but I also think there is a clear there is a clear and easy sketch in growing human skin for billionaires to have their so you know their sofas and that sort of thing made out of. What about? Using the baby skin, um, you know, people have a dog and they're like, he thinks he's people. Mm. And what about giving that dog the opportunity to have human skin? Well, to have human skin, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you could either replace his dog skin with human skin, mm. or you could make like human skin pants, like in a sort of like a, a human skin sweatsuit. That sort of has like the features of a human printed on it. Yeah, that's really great actually, yeah. because you know for so long we've worn the skin of animals, mm. and we, you know, karmically speaking, we have a lot of years 
of animals wearing human skin before we achieve parity again. Yeah. And I think it's time we started today. And I think if Peter, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, had any guts, that's what they'd be campaigning for. They'd be campaigning to dress every animal in <laughs> I mean, human skin. I I love that. I can you already can see the campaign, right? It's one of those little. Yeah, it's oh, one of yeah. those little dogs walking on its hind mm. legs, right? Yep. But dre- like Peter's going to love this, by yeah. the way. <laughs> this is right up their alley. Right? And they've and it's walking on its hind legs, like they can do, and they seem to enjoy. Somebody's mm. just holding a treat up above the camera. You can't see it. Mm. Um, and then the... Anyway, it's wearing a human skin tracksuit. And they're like, doesn't seem right, does it? Well, then don't do it the other <laughs> way around. Doesn't seem right, does it? <laughs> you know? They're they're suddenly trying to make us look like hypocrites. Looks a bit Looks a bit off, doesn't it? But... Sudden, something's <laughs> not normal. But then suddenly everybody's in like, this picture. "Actually, I really love this because if you uh, if you could make your dog have a dog face but a mm. big chubby baby body, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That would be even cuter, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. Think about it. With a dog, especially once it's no longer a puppy, the face is what you want. The rest of the body, you don't really care that much. Mm. It gets less cute, doesn't it? Gets it gets less cute. But if it, what if it was walking around in a hollowed out baby? Well, it, now it's cute well, no, again, no, no. isn't I mean, it? It's 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 just the foreskin of a baby that was grown in a lab and then sewn mm. to look like a regular baby's sure. body. But then walking around looking yeah, like right. it's crawling in a really creepy way with those little hairy <laughs> feet. I guess you could make it gloves. Yeah, I guess. Um, perfect. And, you know, if you're making a full baby body, I guess that baby body would have a foreskin, probably. Um, and then you could harvest that for more Suppose skin. I suppose you could harvest so, it. Harvest, it's sustainable, well, you could, is what I'm saying. You could harvest the dog's one and then start yeah. growing dog skin so that humans yes. and dogs could swap. Swap skins. Swap skins. And then we could start wearing dog, like ethically grown dog skin clothes. Which might grow hair naturally. It's good, Al. Yeah. If you you had to bind something in your house with dog fur, like dog skin that has fur Mm. on it, what's the first Mm. thing you would bind? Uh, Mobile phone case. Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I guess... Do you think it would help it slide into your pocket a bit nicer, or was it? Do you think you? Oh, I think actually it'd be nice to have the inside of my pockets lined with that. Mm. Be a little bit like you slip your hand in there, a little bit, a little bit like having a little little kangaroo pouch or something there. Little, you know, be true. Be be very warm. Yeah, I think there'd be a part of me that would be a bit scared slipping my hand in there that I would get bitten, even though I, I know logically. uh, Yeah. You know, it's it's that's not happening. Unless you're sewing um, a dog mouth in there, would you? If you had a dog mouth that you could sew into <laughs> something, 
Yeah, what would it what be? Was the first thing what, you would... what if, if there was one thing in your house, in your house. that you could sew a dog mouth into? Yeah. So it's a functioning you know what? dog I'd get mouth. It, and I suppose yeah, I'd get it on the end of a a stick, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd use it to clean up crumbs and stuff. Yeah. You know, some some. <laughs> Yeah. So, I think this is definitely a sketch. This is a separate sketch, Alistair. Yeah, it's, this is not right? the... It's Pete. people who've genetically engineered a dog mouth onto the end of a stick. <laughs> and it's it's the people at Enyo. Enyo, Enyo, Enyo. Oh, yeah. And they... Uh, they used to just do gloves that you would pick up dust with. Yeah. But now, it's a it's a dog mouth. Everybody knows that dog's mouths are cleaner it's than... so um, clean. Than, oh. <laughs> it's so, just uh, than than well, most and uh, these ones have had a, an Enyo glove run through them. They have, so they're extra and clean. And so, and then and then it's like it's alive and it licks around mm. and you can get into sort of w- little cracks that are otherwise difficult oh. to to mop. You know that thing when you're... you get them all different sizes. Yeah, and and here's the great thing about it, because I guess the stick is probably filled with. Dog energy. Intestines? (laughs) No, my thinking is dog energy. Dog energy. (laughs) It's charged charged to the brim with dog energy. This this stick just never gets tired. So you could, if you wanted to, you know, like just like a stain on the floor that just won't come off because it's like wheat bix or it's like soup or something like that that's just Mm. ingrained into it and you go... You know, mm. and to scrub and scrub and scrub, but you could just set up like a mic stand. Yeah, set up a mic stand. You just leave just, uh, put, the dog tongue the to dog work tongue, on it. Yeah, for overnight or whatever. It's so quiet. It's just mm. <laughs> great. It's so quiet. Oh wow, that's pre- that's. I couldn't even hear that. Um, yeah, I, the, if you could get this. The right dimensions. It'd be great for getting into that, like that, those gaps that are next to the oven or down between the fridge mm. and the bench. Yeah, you know those ones where it's just like it's all just grot in there, and yeah, yeah. You just send it. Could get send it down all of the condiments off of the shelf mm. and just lick that mm. sort of oily grime off the top of the shelf, like and in all the stuff that's just like the bottom of soy sauce bottles and things like that that have just yeah it just works its way around yeah. thrashing moving the i mean it, you almost don't want it on a stick anymore you just want it to have be just a just sort a of little a little thing dragging itself yeah. around by a tongue or like a Roomba kind yeah. of technology where it's got little wheels and then underneath it's just all tongues yeah. just thrashing around well, i mean if you gave it you think think of a of a quadricopter, but just tongues, right? And it's like an upside down yeah. quadricopter, but it's just tongues. And so they they could use the tongues as a propulsion system, as well, not exactly. not to fly, but to crawl along the ground. It's uh, a rumble. I mean, it's we're opening up a whole new arms race, a whole new tongue race, mm. where there'll be all sorts of new tongue technologies. Where it's like you know, oh, you got the quad quad tongue. The octatongue, well, um, vortex. <laughs> well, you know what I love is the idea of a big, a big one for like washing your car. Mm-hmm. So think of it; it's just <laughs> <laughs> big outdoor tongue technology. We're going to be the Dyson of tongues. That's our future. <laughs> like, I mean, think about it. It's like 
you've got a box that's about the size of a, you know, like an old, an old TV set, right? Mm. And it's just got like, it's just got something that you strap to your front, like a, like a, I guess a baby baboose, papoose thing. Yeah, okay. But it's, well, it's basically a reverse backpack, right? It's just a yeah. backpack you wear on your front. And then you you unzip the front when you get close to your car, and then it's just a mouth. It's a dog's mouth, and then the tongue starts licking in front of you. And you could, you know, you could wash your car with it, or sort of. So you're sort of just rubbing yourself around. Well, you're just walking. You're walking around the car, probably looking at your phone. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, then occasionally kneeling and things like that, while it just kind of licks the wheel. It's good, Al. It's good. A Dyson of tongues is good. Mm. I think that could be the title of the episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> was it? Was it on this podcast that we were talking about how we're going to have a feud with Dyson? No, this is I mentioned. Oh no, I, that's our. I mentioned it right before we did a gig. We did a we did a warm up gig trying to run in some teleport stuff and and i said it would be good if martin and jerry hated dyson they had a rivalry mm. with dyson yeah and the, and the, to spite him they're making a, a vacuum cleaner that actually has extra bags yeah just could be all bags it's all bags that's right it's the first all bag vacuum cleaner <laughs> and you have to throw the entire thing away every single time you use it yeah. Why not make the entire vacuum cleaner out of bag? That's what we said to ourselves. Well, I mean, if you made the thing out of dust and crud, yeah. Well, then suddenly, you know. Yes, Al. Well, if that's if that's the thing that cleans, and you look at it, and it's that's the level of dirtiness that it is but that's the cleaning thing, mm. then that must mean mm. that your floor is now clean. If your cleaning thing is dirty and your house is dirty, then both things are just clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm finally caught up with what that, what that means, yeah. you know, logic-wise. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, Andy, I always you reckon know, people famously, famously look at their house and say, "Oh, this house is as clean as a vacuum cleaner." <laughs> Andy, have, I reckon. As, oh, this this place is as clean as a mop head. Nothing. The famously the cleanest <laughs> thing in the world. Andy, if people the head of a mop that you would just love to just bury your face in it. If people understand what you're saying on the first two three times that you've tried to say it. I don't reckon you're saying anything complicated enough. That's right. Or, what you're saying is, that you, do you have? Are you saying anything at all, or, or are you just preaching to the choir? Exactly. People have to. Ha- there has to be something for people to get their head around, and to for mm. for things to, for people to get their head around something. There has to be an obstacle there, and that's the novel. The novelness of these statements. Mm-hmm. Novelness. Um. Those. Those. Mops with the classic floppy, you know, mm. hair head. Yeah, thing. hair head, yeah. Like that classic mop. Yeah. I mean, is the only reason that they exist still today because they make for good kind of like 
dancing. You know, fake human heads for like dancing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is has got to be like in terms of their cultural persistence, their significance. I, their significance surely just just comes back to that, and they're so iconic as a result that the fact that they're the most repulsive item. In your house, and every you know, whenever you clean, you smear the floors with the most disgusting thing that humanity has ever discovered. Sure, yeah. Uh, but but it, the, but but then the comfort is that you're never alone when you've got one of those in your home. That's a right. hairy mop in your home. Mm. I think uh, you know. <laughs> this, I'm going to invent one <laughs> that. That halfway down has a second small mop, like a little pubic region halfway down the uh, down the well, down the mop I mean, shaft. It's that you can use to sort of clean. I don't know shelves or something. Well, I mean, as you're going past, if it's, it's just kind of for some the reason, the edges of bench tops. It just makes me think of like a vibrator that's got like a little extra bit for the clitoris. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, but. Um, <laughs> Nobody's nobody is making vibrators that have pubic hair, and that sets an unrealistic standard. That's and true. I, I think it's. I think if we're truly progressives, we Andy, will make. Andy, do you know this? Have you sex toys with pubic hair? <laughs> I don't know if you know this for sure. What? Well, I, I, I don't know. Do you know this for sure? Have you been looking at the the vibrator no, market? I, or? I've been. I've been looking. I've been investigating. They don't exist. No, just you know, I've never, I've never seen one. So I'm, I'm like you say things when you you're trying to make a statement. I'm claiming an absolute when I have absolutely no evidence that it that that is the case. That's cool. Um, but but I mean, I think the idea. I think I, I think I would have heard about it. <laughs> I don't know if you would have. I, I think someone would have told me. <laughs> Why? Why would somebody have told you? I think I think that's the sort of thing that friends would tell yeah, you. Yeah, right. Look, I'm going to Google vibe. I think it would have gone viral <laughs> if that was the case. You think so? Hey, <laughs> I guarantee someone would be tweeting about this. Well, look, there is. There is a. This is just as this is when I googled <laughs> when I googled vibrator with pubes. Um, mm. It says deluxe. Realistic vagina with pubic hair and vibrator. So I mean, that's a mm. that's a sort of a rubber vagina style thing, and that has mm. pubic hair. Yeah. But here's yeah. here's a you know the second res- result is a realistic. Hang on, it says realistic cock vibrator with pubic hair, but I don't. Where is the pubic hair? Oh, it's mm. it's actually really hideous. <laughs> Because it's only the only place where there is hair. So it's just like a, it's a, you know, a man's penis kind of vibrator. Um, Mm. It has testicles. And the only place where it has pubic hair is right at the front of the testicles. Sort of underneath the the shaft, obviously. But nothing sort of around yeah. the base of the shaft or anything, but just right at the front, almost like it's been groomed <laughs> to just have soul like patch. yeah, like the penis has a soul patch or a, <laughs> it's a flavor saver kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so uh, so it exists, but it didn't. 
and I don't know why it didn't go viral. That is, oh, and yeah. but here is one that does have hair at the base. It's a very realistic looking one. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah, whoa, intense. Anyway. Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Well, I've been proven wrong. I'm happy to admit my mistake, and I'd like to apologize to the sex toy industry and to sex in general and for under, underestimating people's enthusiasm for a variety of different things. And this, for some reason, I'm on AliExpress now, and which is um, Alibaba's kind of, you know, like Amazon-style shop. Anyway, and the thing that was recommending to me, and I hope that this appears in my ads now, is uh, it looks like sort of fake beards, but it says it's seamless, realistic sex doll, different kinds of pubic hair for sex puppin. Uh, love sex mm. dolls, non-trace stick natural body hair love doll. There you go. And it's all sorts of different wow. shapes of pubic hair. Imagine if those those were the exact search terms that you'd entered. <laughs> you just entered that <laughs> full block of text I, because that was exactly what you wanted. I reckon, and then you found out that it existed. I reckon some of these could definitely be used as fake beards um, for sketches. <laughs> There's even some that are in your your hairstyle. In my my color scheme. Yeah. Well, that's great to know, Alistair. Yeah, if I ever feel too embarrassed to order a regular fake beard, I'll make sure to Google a pubic hair beard uh, for a sex doll and buy that instead. Do you have your computer open right now? I do, yeah. I guess that's how you're recording this. Anyway, I've just sent it to you on Messenger. I'm so sorry. Okay, hang on. Um, But... Anyway, I don't know if there's any sketch in this, but but we all learn something. Well, you know, we learn something. I guess you you learn not to be so confident about things that you don't yeah. know anything about. <laughs> I'm really I'm really sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, these seamless realistic sex doll different kinds of pubic hair are at currently 48% off. <laughs> Well, I don't want any now, but I do hate to miss out on a bargain. Uh, 48%, eh? Gosh. That's almost half. Um, That's almost half off. Yeah. All right. I'll buy six, I suppose. They're only and then I'll, eight eighty nine. You know, even if I don't want them, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll find someone to give them to. In the local, the in the local area. <laughs> While you're talking to some parents down at the uh, at the drop-off, yeah. Well, um, mm. um, um, yeah. Uh, so sorry about that, Andy. Alistair, have we have we written down a single sketch idea? Andy, so I've written down folk rock billionaire. I, I don't, you know, I haven't gone. We haven't oh, gone into okay. any of the details of how, why that's funny, but I think mm. I think it is funny. Great, like you know. Talking about a guy being poor and having a mm-hmm. hard time working on the railroad. Mm. Who's that guy who, who yeah. got um, had to fight? Uh, com- you know, try to go against some robot, some new machine. 
who, that could, oh yeah, John Henry. John Henry, the steam, the steam hammer. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this yeah. Billy Rock, yeah, yeah, folk rock billionaire probably could have, you know, machines doing a lot of the other instrument playing. He could have replaced a lot of his uh, his band with uh, sort of robots that play guitar and stuff. <laughs> the industrialization of folk rock. Yeah. Yeah, great. It actually allowed him to make folk rock at a faster pace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on a, on a larger scale, yeah. making more and more money. Yeah, yeah. And once he once he automated a lot of the production process, including a sort of a few cybernetic versions of himself that can perform mm. overseas. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Folk. Once you can get a robot that can play. Um, the music of the people. Uh, that's that's when you really start to to realize some profits. Well, I mean, you could also, you know, really, you know, like realistically, you could argue that that you're getting the message of unionizing and and the problems with <laughs> with sort of mechanization um, out to more people, which is actually better. Yeah, that's uh, okay. I think this is definitely a sketch yeah. now. There's, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Definitely something there. Um, yeah, Andy, we actually have four sketches written down. Oh my goodness! Um, um, quite a few. Let's two hear billion... some words from a listener. Well, no, 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 we need five before we go to words from a listener. Oh my god, you're right. I was trying to slip something past this the is, This is the show, and this is the problem, Andy. When I've been leaving the opening to, of the shows to you, you don't even say hi and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas anymore. And so you just you just skip oh, it. Oh yeah. And so and then people they have no idea what our names are. I'm I see I'm Alistair George William Trumbly Virtual. And Hi my Andy. This is Andy. Um What's happened to me? I think it what it is now, I've just now that I'm in my groove with the music, I just enjoy that so much. What music? And it's been so good recently. Oh, yeah, great. The singing at the start. Yeah. What be what music, <laughs> Alistair? What music? Sorry, sorry, Andy. Please. Or did you mean that in the sense of oh what yeah, music? What music? Such yeah. such music what as great music. has never been heard. Yeah. Um yeah, well in that case, yeah. You know, and I get into that and I'm get carried away and then I forget a lot of the admin that we're supposed to do. You go to the soul um, place. No apologize. I do. Exactly. I'm in the soul place. What do you think Pixar should um personify for their next film? Hmm. Fingers. They could do. They could do mm. Mrs. Palmer and her five fingers, five daughters. <laughs> yeah, great, perfect. But, I mean, and what is a, is a, a does a finger get severed from a human hand? Eh? And yeah. sort of, you know, well, you know, a finger gets lost from the human hand and has to try and find its way back. You know, through the sewers, mm. maybe. Yeah, and it's crawling along like a little worm. Yeah, and it gets away, and then the person can't masturbate until it gets it back. <laughs> Is that what you were exactly. thinking? Or? No, I, I mean, I was just thinking that the figure wants to get back to its family. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's kind of what the story would be about. Mm. But, you know, we can have a triumphant masturbation scene at the end <laughs> if you think that's what this story no, needs. No, no, I don't genuinely think that. I just thought it would be funny for them to make a really heartfelt version of the um, that expression, which is just a, mm. you know, Mrs. Palmer and her five well, daughters. 
But yeah, I, I guess but they are. But what's, like, what's um, crazy about that? Sorry, is just that Mrs. Palmer. She's the palm, right? Mm. She's a palm, but mm. <laughs> but her five daughters are fingers, <laughs> <laughs> which suggests yeah, that as these that fingers, the fingers get are... older, they're gonna get turn into palms. <laughs> They will one day become a palm yeah. and have fingers of their own. <laughs> no. But will they still be attached to her? Yeah. And then does that make this some kind of like a fractal a thing? Fractal of just hand. like infinitely. Where each yeah. finger spawns its own hand. A fractal hand would be incredible for gripping things. Yeah. I wonder if that occurs anywhere in nature. Yeah. You know, like, you know, not necessarily with a strictly a hand format, but in some sense where it, something just comes out and then just branches and branches and branches and branches and branches. And, you know, it might end at some point, but then, you know, that point, maybe it doesn't matter at that point if it becomes fragile and they break off all the time. You've got such incredible gripping power. It's true. It's true. It's, it, it almost seems so unimportant how hideous you've become. Mm. You've, you're comforted by by your gripping power. You've got so think of well, think of the, you're so hideous. <laughs> you drive people away, but you have ma- means of making them stay close as well. You know, you can stop them. It's, you've become very powerful, and it's you know. I think that'd be a good that'd be a good um, superhero kind of character in some way like some kind of fractal fractal person where each wait say that again okay but uh, i mean uh, it'd be a good superhero kind of thing like some kind of fractal person yeah where all their limbs just turn into more limbs and limbs and limbs and limbs i mean would you would it would you want each each finger to become then the palm of another hand or would you like each finger to itself actually be an arm with another palm on the end, mm. like another wrist and palm, and then more more uh, finger palm hands coming off that arms? Yeah, you know? I mean, I think it would be... I think that would look cool. Yeah. I think it would also look really cool that each one of them would wear like a, like a button-down shirt. <laughs> You know? Yeah, of course. Your glove, your gloves would then like be. They wouldn't be fingerless, but they would have a little, um, a little uh, a cuff, just around, you know, the wrist of where the next hand starts. Imagine and how long it would take to get dressed in the morning, though, doing up those buttons. It'd be really complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that that makes it a bad idea. I'm, I'm still saying it's a great idea. To obviously, where. I would I would hate to think that that was the reason that we ruled this well, out, no. Alistair. But this is what what's, that this idea didn't make it. What's interesting about this fractal superhero mm. uh, is that they would, as they would extend, like it's almost like they have a kind of like stretchy, growing power because of of you know being able to grow another level of fractal on their fingers and mm. their arms and stuff. They would be growing to a finite limit. Yes. They, yes, you're they right. They would approach a limit and never reach it. <laughs> and so yes. their greatest weakness is that limit. It's you know, any 
any mathematical evil genius will know the perfect distance to stand away from them. (laughs) Well, they could still approach people, (laughs) Alistair. (laughs) Sure. Of course they can approach. You know, I mean, I don't know how easy it'll be to walk in fractal fractal feet, but... Mm, I think you'd be able to walk really well. I, but I, I think you would come up again. What the challenge would be would to be work able would be to work out what are the limits of, like being able to grip things <laughs> as a superpower. Sure. <laughs> How important is, you know, if you're not necessarily any stronger mm. than anybody else, the ability to hold on to things incredibly well is perhaps more a hindrance. You know, a a a a train is running out of control you'll be able to grab onto the side of that train but you won't be able to stop it you'll just be able to be dragged along to your death sure yeah that's true it doesn't make you stronger um no but maybe you could use them these fractals to kind of grow wings and glide that would be cool yeah yeah. Or at least okay. slow you down a little bit as you go through air. You know, could you fractal your hair up a bit? You know, your armpit hair. Fractal up your armpit hair. Web mm. that area between your... You know, I guess maybe if you fractal some of the skin, you know. Think about all you need is one of those moles that sticks out a little bit, you know, on the inside of your arm. Fractal that out. So That's a fractal. You fractal that out till it webs the area between your... Skin your tags. Your <laughs> skin tags. You know, fractal it between your yeah. arm and your sort of your lower leg. Suddenly, you're mm. you're a, you're a sugar glider. Yeah, the, your eyelids. Suddenly, <laughs> you're you've got a bloody rubber dinghy. I mean, I, eyelid that. feels like it actually could be the beginnings of like a a a, a, what's a parachute. Exactly. Like think about it. it's like uh, that it's a good feels like something that visually would have happened on Ren and Stimpy. Like that use their eye their eyelids would have become parachutes. Yeah. But, I mean if you were going to make yeah. a parachute of human skin and I know we're talking a lot about, you know, human ethical making things out of human ethically skin. made human skin, but eyelid skin would be the perfect skin mm. to make a parachute out of. You know, if yeah. if you were going to jump out of a plane <laughs> with <laughs> with the skin of you know, of a part of mm. your body. So the the plane is going down, but incredibly slowly. Well, y- it is going to crash. It is going to crash, but in years and years and years time. Yeah. Now there is a there is a lab. There is a small genetics lab on the plane, and <laughs> you've calculated that you need to choose a cell from some part of your body. Yeah in order to clone it and start growing what will eventually be your parachute. Yeah, that's all that's on the, on the which thing. Part of, which part of your body do you choose? This is going to be the opening question on my new hypothetical-style TV show yeah. at primetime uh, broadcast free-to-air television in Australia. All right, question one. <laughs> this one's for you, um, Father Bob. You know- you know what's, <laughs> you know what's, um, you know, an alternative would be scrotal skin. Yeah, of course. That was the first thing I thought. As soon as you said eyelid, I th- I, I, I secretly thought, well, you know, but that scrotal but skin would be considerably better. Well, no, it wouldn't be better because then you've got extra hair weight on, on it, 
Where's the eyelid? I think I think that hair could be quite useful for slowing you down in some way as well. That extra friction. I I wouldn't I wouldn't rule. Are that you out. suggesting that maybe we should be adding hair to regular parachutes? Yeah, that's they're what, actually that's kind exactly, of that is exactly in, what I'm they're suggesting. They're imperfect. They're imperfect the way they they're are, imperfect. and what they need yes is maybe like a tuft or two. Maybe mm-hmm. they could go to AliExpress. <laughs> I know something, you know, a place where they could get something for forty eight percent off right now. Yeah. Um, Andy, shall I take us through? Th- uh, oh, yeah, no, I, th- I think that's. I think that's more or less a watertight scenario that I laid out. No, there. it was good. I liked having it. to choose which part of the yeah yeah the body. To I mean, climb. I would definitely go. I guess what we would do, the way that we would solve it, is by both being on the thing. We would have to be nude, mm. so we didn't have any clothes that we could somehow fashion into a parachute. No, you, well, that's not going to work anyway. You can't clone it, but we do have the ability to make an infinite amount of any any body part. It's basically a a, a plane filled with stem cells and a and lab equipment mm. for genetics. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we're making a stem cell delivery. Yeah. <laughs> The pilot died and something went wrong with the autopilot equipment where we're in this catastrophic orbit that's eventually going to cause us to crash. But we've got enough time to grow this skin. Yeah. And and then you and me, you could do scrotal, I'll do eyelid skin. <laughs> okay. And also what would you what would you what part of the body uh, would you grow to make the ropes? <laughs> would I grow to make the ropes? Really good question. Now I'm going to say one of those little those wrist tendons that you feel like you can see really clearly when you flex your wrist. Yeah, right. Because I always look at those and think, God, they're close to the surface. Yeah, are but, they tendons? Are they and so feel I reckon a bit like you bone. could you could get in there and get a bit of that. You feel like they might? They feel a bit, a bit like bone. Are they tendons? Like are they just? Yeah, they're tendons, baby. Yeah, right. That's tendon in there. Oh man, I've been thinking there that was bone this whole time. Either that or obviously like the Achilles tendon is probably pretty strong. Yeah. These ones in the wrist feel like they might have a bit too much spring in you don't, them. What about like Maybe a big Achilles? If is, you could grow just like, you know, like 50 meters of hair, of thick, luscious hair. I reckon I'd Yeah, I'd right, that. and then weave that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't want to have to do too much weaving, yeah. I think. <laughs> Okay, what you do it just sort of, maybe you could leave it unkempt maybe and get some kind of thick rat's be, tail. Kind if it of could be clamped ropes. by one sphincter from the body, which sphincter would you use? <laughs> um, there's, I think there's one above the stomach, and I think there's one yeah. at the anus. Great. The esophageal sphincter? Yeah. Sure. Oh, you know what? This is what I would do, right? I would grow a fist. <laughs> two fists. Yeah. Two fists, right? So that you could get one and you could get a fist and just clamp it, um, clamp it down real tight on the tuft of hair and then pull the hair mm-hmm. through the sphincter <laughs> and then mm-hmm. leave the fist on the outside, locking it in, holding it tight. Like yeah, and then I'd hold that as we fall uh, with the eyelid skin. <laughs> I'd use the I'd use the uh, <laughs> anal sphincter. I think classic choice. <laughs> yeah, great. The thing it's a lab. It's a lab grown <laughs> one, so it's not. It's it's mm. never been used. 
Oh, yeah. Well, that wasn't really one of my concerns. I'd even, I'd even I, grow an extra one and just pocket it. Now, pocket it for what, when I get back on ground. What's great about this, <laughs> this story, when this, when this hits the media, our tale of survival, yeah. these, all these organs that you've grown are going to be so famous. They're going to they're preserve all of this stuff in a lab. They're going to keep that anal sphincter alive or in a museum. And people are going to come and look at it yeah. and examine the still living flesh of your eyelid parachute and its associated paraphernalia. Yeah. Even as it wrinkles and decays and the sphincter becomes loose <laughs> and ridden with hemorrhoids. You think it would become loose? It's not, it's not being put under any strain, know. you know, except for that one time. <laughs> I guess. guess. Except for the scrutiny of the... <laughs> Like they're not letting the media, they're not letting the glare. They're not letting people at the museum sort of play with it, are they? They actually are. Oh, that's, that's how they get. Oh, they put it in the, the kids section so that they could all learn about the mm, human body yeah. and it's like their a, it's, aerodynamic it's like a, pr- pr- properties. Yeah, it's like that pool at the at the aquarium where you can you know you can touch a shark and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know my uh, my son who's at school now told me today he's like kid at school told me at the uh at the old jail up the road there's like blood and guts and skeletons and stuff (laughs) (laughs) i love that primary school grade bullshit that is really good it's like they got like dead good on that kid for coming up with such an audacious (laughs) oh they got they got dead people there and i go i don't think so i don't know i don't (laughs) Didn't they turn that into apartments? Like, I don't know if bl- I don't know. blood... Yeah, they've turned it One into apartments. One of the apartments. first things they do is scrape out a lot there's, of that. Yeah. There's a cinema there now, kid. They have to move that. <laughs> they have to move the blood. Yeah. All right, look. You got to move the blood. It's five sketch ideas. So I'm going to... I don't know if you know this, but we got three listeners. No, wait. There's, we got listeners, and they can submit three words for a sketch idea, and... Today, today's Patreon supporter who is doing that is Ruben Maskell or Ruben Maskell. Ruben. Or Rubes. Or Ryubin Maskell. There we go. We got it. Um, I think we got it. Yeah. Hello, Ruben. Thank you so much for sending in these words, Ruben. Thank you so much, Ruben. Um, now, do you want to try and guess what some of these three words are? The first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hegemony. Hegemony? Mm. No. It's, or hegemony? No. I never, I've never known how that's pronounced. Hegemony? No. Hegemony? It's not, none of those. Or hegemony. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when I transfer these words from the, from the thing to the, to the other thing, I remove accents and things like that going, I'll remember. I think the first word is pate. Mm. Ah. Or. Pate. Or it's pate. Pate. Pate, I think, can mean the top of your head, ah. possibly. Well, let's keep that in mind. Um, I'm glad you didn't waste the time needed to write down the accent above the e. Yeah, well, you got to figure. You know, you figure out French keyboards. Oh, of course, you're doing it. You're doing it uh, digitally. Yeah, digitally. Yeah, well, yes, indeed. Um, then we got. Second word. What do you want to try and guess what that second word is? Mm, limp. No, but for some reason there's there is an L I in it. Oh. Um, 
Do you wanna, does that give you, make you want to have another guess? Yeah, that must be what I was picking up on. Politics. No, no, no. It's obliterative. <laughs> was that going to be your next guess? Yeah, but I I just love the the U-turn between these two words. It's great. But already I see a pattern emerging, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty confident with my next Pate, guess. Obliterative. And uh, do you want to guess the next one? Yeah. Lamp lighter. I'm sorry, Andy. No, it's adjacent. Oh, damn. Adjacent. Yeah. Pate. Obliterative adjacent. Yeah. I don't know what obliterative means. So, Pate, well, obliterative, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, I've I've never heard that before. I don't even know if it's a real word. But, it, you know, something that obliterates, right? Yeah. Or, you know, obliterative. Yeah, great. I mean, something that that achieves the... The process of obliterating. Yeah, I guess okay. So something like mm. that, like induces or is characterized by obliteration, which maybe causes or is accompanied by closure or collapse of a lumen. Yeah, or tending to make inconspicuous. Whoa. Yep. What was the last word again? Adjacent. Adjacent. Yeah, wow. Well, I guess um, I guess I could be considered pate obliterative, obliterative adjacent because my grandfather used yeah. used to smash pate. <laughs> <laughs> used to absolutely destroy pate. And you know what I don't look, I don't know exactly how they make pate, but I feel like you got to blend meat. And I don't know why, but I just don't like blended meat. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're, you know what? You're, you're right. There is, some, there is something not quite right about that. Um, room, I you, think because from our knowledge of real meat, of unblended meat, we are critically aware that there are always some bits of meat that you don't want to eat, right? Yeah. That are less appealing than others. And when it's blended to that kind of consistency, it feels like there's no way, like that every molecule, you practically, every, every t- tiny little unit of that meat is going to have at least some subset of something that you otherwise wouldn't eat. Yeah, there's a lot of meat. But I guess that's, you know, broadly speaking true of sausages and chicken nuggets and... But at the same time, you would, you should eat all that other meat. So in a way... You're right. It packages it in a way Mm. that, you know, I guess is tasty to some. If if Mm. you can get past the fact that it has no texture. 
Um, yeah. And it's a, it's the great equalizer. Blending is the great equalizer. You're right. And does that mean that from a a, a from a, from a, like a, a socialist perspective or something, this would be next level socialism. That like not only is all are all resources pooled, yeah, um, and distributed by the state, they're also all blended. So all foodstuffs, I think, are blended together by the government. I think if every and you get yeah, just a certain volume of, you know, averaged out food. Yeah, the f- that you can scoop or I guess comes out of a tap in your house and just dispensed the f- every day. Yeah, the full at a regular time. The full omnivorous diet. Mm. Blended and maybe you know I think a nice way to eat it would be in a patty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if a socialist government would would pipe everything into your house, but I could imagine a conveyor belt that goes by your front the front of your your front yard mm. that maybe you could just lift the patties off of when you're hungry, or everybody gets you know five every household gets five patties. Yeah, I mean, I think that it would be a, a probably a truck, probably a grey truck that drives past everybody's house, and they sort of heave heave a, a sack of it into your front yard. Yeah, maybe in nugget form. And you've a got nugget to go out form. And get it in like the newspaper. It's always nice to eat nuggets. That's true. You know. Yeah. If, if you just if everybody had like a, or if there was maybe like each township or you know sort of suburb or community. Had just a, a a never-ending boiling pot of oil or pit of oil, mm. and you could just take your mm. nuggets down. Uh, there'd be just communal <laughs> communal sort of metal baskets that you could just dip your <laughs> yeah. your omnivorous nu- nuggets in there. <laughs> and of course, you can cook. Yeah, nice. You can cook them for as long as you want. That uh, and that's how people express themselves because you've still got to get people. The, the chance to have an identity. Of course, yeah. And people would absolutely, yeah, attach that identity to... Um, oh, yeah. To how long Yeah, they, here in the South, we know. we only just lightly... We only lightly cook it, just warm it up to room temperature. Well, in the North... Just a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. Here in the North, we absolutely cook it to shit. We like a, cr- a crispy <laughs> omnivorous nugget. Yeah, great. I mean, yeah. I can't believe that's what I can't believe that was one of Bertie Sanders's main policies, and it never got talked about. <laughs> yeah, but I know. Wait, I saw a thing. That's socialism. I saw a thing the other day where it was like a, a thing where Bernie was commenting on Britney Spears, but I think that mustn't have been the case, right? He doesn't. He wouldn't play with that kind of bullshit, right? Um, you know, I'm I'm never quite sure how aware he is of his like memeness and his that social media thing that he became. I think it would have been. I saw that as well, and I I feel like it it maybe was was genuine Bernie. Yeah, right. So who fucking knows? I mean, I personally don't think that's that's what he should be weighing in on, but. Maybe. Yeah, I I think it might not have been actually him. I think somebody must have made it up. 
Cool, 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 cool. It's good how easy it is to make a fake account. Well, days. I don't think they even made a fake account. I think they just made an image. And that's good and too. said that it was said by Bernie. Um, Andy, I don't know if we gave Ruben the greatest of sketch ideas, but an omnivorous nugget um, is what we've taken from it. Thank you very much, Ruben. Yeah. I think we have talked about pate on the podcast before in terms of making pate from ducks that have been force-fed pate. Oh, yes. Um, But I think, you know, what is unique about it, and I don't know if we said this when we were talking, is just the sheer density of cruelty that goes into it. I think per cubic centimetre, it's probably one of the most cruel foods that exists. Yeah, if you're having foie gras. and. Yeah, I don't think just remarkable. Yeah, I don't think all all pate is foie gras. So I don't know if all things are livers that are like stuffed like that. Sure, um, sure, some, sure, sure. You probably or, you know, right. whatever it yes. is. But but again, I am speaking. I'm speaking like a man who has no idea about whether or not some sex toys have pubes, and I'm mm. just making this statement. Yeah, I would hate to be in that position. I mean, you know, why make pate if you're not getting to overfeed an animal to the point of death? Um, so, I'm going to take us through the sketch ideas, Andy. We both got just got real tired, I think. Or maybe I got tired and then I said no, you were tired. I, don't. <laughs> um, I mean, tired for a while. Folk rock billionaire. Yeah, this is the guy. He's found mm. a way to automate folk rock. And, you know, and he's, find, he's realized that he can make more money but also bring the message to more people. Um. We got a book for the billionaire class, just one, and they bid for it. I don't know. We'll see. I think maybe Wu-Tang Clan might have done that with an album. Uh, Mm. Then we got Dog Who Thinks He's People Gets Human Skin Outfit. PETA. Doesn't feel right, does it? (laughs) Anyway. And we got dog mouth on a stick. Where the it's the Dyson of yeah, tongues. Yeah, see, this is when we absolutely peaked. This is the unquestionable pinnacle of this episode. Well, what about Mrs. Palmer and her five daughters? Fingers grow into palms. What? They, <laughs> I think that would be quite ex, quite interesting for Pixar to ex- examine that. And then we have yeah, omnivorous right. nugget. You know, it was what you could do with the omnivorous right. nugget is you could actually cook one to shit, right? Make it real crispy. Mm like a cracker, and then take a raw one mm. and spread it on like pate on top. No, that would be illegal. No. Sorry. That would be... No, in my, in my socialist utopia. It, well, that's that's considered a sign of insurrection. You'll be on a I list know, but you'd be, and you'd probably be disappeared in the middle of the think night. Think about this. This is a, there's a whole Romeo and Juliet kind of scenario here where... Uh, a northern family who cooks their nugget to shit in a southern family who eats it basically <laughs> as pate. Uh, they discover their their children are dating and somewhere near the border and they're spreading raw pate on crispy nug. And tell you what, mm. hilarity ensues like in Great. Romeo and Juliet. And I love that this this place has a border. <laughs> Between north and south, man, you gotta have a border just to um to stop uh people yeah. with COVID getting through. I wonder if there are any countries with thick borders. You know, all borders seem to be just like a like a like a thin line, like an infinitely thin line. I'm gonna make a country with a nice thick border where the country ends gradually over a, over a wide oh, section yeah, of that's Earth. A good idea. Mm. 
Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sort of as you move from one to the other, the laws change. And halfway in between, the laws are halfway between the laws of the two countries. I love that. A, that oh, kind of a spectrum stuff. border. Yeah. yeah. You know, the two countries drive the cars on the other side, but in the middle, everybody drives straight down the middle of sure, the road. Sure, because at the moment, most borders have a width, but they have no depth. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a border that doesn't have very much width, but it has a lot of depth. Sure. Right on. Right on. All right. Um. Boo. Da. Boo. 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 Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Alistair, it'll be great to see your face again when we're back in the studio and this disease is cured uh, forever. We're going to have it cured by Wednesday, apparently. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> did you hear anything more about that job that we heard about on the weekend? Sorry, this is a... No, but we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> okay. We're still doing the podcast. Right, sorry. No, I haven't heard any more, Alistair. Okay, great. Um, but well, uh, maybe I'll follow up. Thank you very much for listening. We are Andy and Alistair. You can find us at Two and Tank on Twitter. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Alistair TB. You can find him at Stupid Old Andy. You can follow, find us on t- Instagram at Two and Tank or me at A Trombley Virtual, if you can spell that. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. Yeah. You can definitely go and download the pop test. Just download the three episodes that are up. You know, download. God, I have a feeling that the people who listened to me at the start of the episode uh, and took my advice stopped listening and went and rated and reviewed the the pop test and then never listened to anything we did ever again actually got off lightly not having to listen to this episode no, but some good stuff in there Alice there there's some good stuff yeah, in there sure. sure bit of body modification yeah that's what they're here well, for well just i think a dog and we love love you you even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.